friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. The time is 12.30 a.m. And today is the 24th day of May, 2021. Welcome to the first installment of your weekly dose of political incorrectness. I have been diagnosed with a medical condition. My body lacks the genetic ability to give a fuck. So, here we are. Now, very quickly, I want to apologize to my cousin Anthony. I'm sorry. This isn't the vision or the plan we had for a podcast. No, we're going for something more intellectual and reserved. Well, sorry, boy. But that shit was boring. And unfortunately for you, my dearest cousin, I like to talk shit. A lot of shit. You see, shit talking is how I process pain and trauma. And by pain and trauma, I am referring to the ovarian misfortune that made me Nigerian. So, y'all gonna get a load of this doo-doo talk. Let's start the show. If I say anything, I just want the government to know that drugs have won the war on drugs. That's by the way. It has been a shitty week for Bitcoin and crypto traders. There have been meltdowns on Twitter. It's been entertaining and pathetic at the same time. It's entertaining because you lots have channeled your grief towards humor. You're dealing with your pain with humor and the tweets have been hilarious. But it's also pathetic because, and there's no easy way to say this, you guys are idiots. You guys are idiots. Not just idiots. You're self-righteous idiots. You see, my dear friends, these crypto idiots convince themselves and try to fool the rest of us that they had found the elixir. They had cracked the code for alternative income and building wealth, which is ironic when you consider a lot of you got into the crypto trade at prices that made money for other people or other smart people you bought bitcoin and your cryptocurrencies at the fucking wrong time you know what i don't you know what you know what i can't seem to understand why why all the buzz about crypto now make it make sense that that shit has been around for at least 10 years where the fuck were you when Bitcoin was a dollar, where the fuck were you when it was two dollars? Where the fuck were you when it was ten dollars, hundred, one thousand, two thousand dollars? This shit is thirty-four thousand dollars. 
34,000 Joe Biden dollars. Why am I getting a lecture from you on alternative streams of income at 34 fucking thousand US dollars? Let's break down some numbers. Let's do some math. Let me tell you something before we do before we do the math, before we get into the math. Let me clarify something. Once the English doesn't make sense, it's time to do math. <laughs> In 2013, the price of one Bitcoin as at December of 2013 was $1,000. And the exchange rate was 160 Naira to a dollar. That would make the price of one Bitcoin in Naira 160,000 Naira. That's assuming you got into the Bitcoin trade at $1,000. So you missed the $1, $2, $10, $500 window. You said, let me, let me put money here. Let's see what it's going to do for me. In 2021, the price of Bitcoin this week was $35,000. And that's the, scan, the high price before it fell. Because this shit was trading at $60,000 at a certain point, I believe. The exchange rates for Buhari's Naira to Joe Biden's dollar is 485 Naira. So that would make the price of what of one Bitcoin in Naira. That would that makes the price of one Bitcoin in Naira 17 million Naira. Brothers and sisters in the congregation. Breaking these numbers down. It gives you a return of 10,000% from 2013 to date. If that isn't a window of opportunity, I do not know what the fuck else is. You will never make that again. Now, I know some idiots is going to tell me, ah, the other coins selling for cheap now. You can buy some other. First of all, first of all, those are shit coins. You don't, you're not going to lose anything, but you, you won't gain. So that defeats the purpose. Number two, people like to follow trends. You see, we all cannot be geniuses and that's the point I'm making. You know, you are not the geniuses you think you are. The geniuses are the folks who bought this thing years ago when nobody would even fucking touch it. And now you have made them money. So your window of opportunity has passed. Bitcoin is a feature of money. Buddy, shut the fuck up. The feature of money is money. If you have been at the poker table for five minutes and you do not know who the party is, you are the party. You are the party. Famous words from Warren Buffett. Let that marinate in your spirit. That marinating your spirit. Anyways, I'll move on to something else. Did you know that young adults around the world are becoming less religious? And that is according to the Pew Research Center. Let me read the first paragraph of this article. So the title says young people around the world are less religious by less religious by several young people around the world are less religious by several measures. Adults under 40 are less likely to be religiously affiliated. Let's read. 
perhaps the simplest way to measure attachment to religion among people of all ages is to look at the percent percentage of people who identify with a religious group pew research center surveys around the world pew research center surveys around the world routinely ask what is your present religion if any Respondents are given a country-specific list of potential responses, which generally include several major world religions, as well as atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. Okay, let me offer my perspective here. Speak for my own experience. Emphasis on my own experience. Disclaimer, I'm a Christian. I was born one, I was raised one, and I will die one. I was raised in a very I was raised in a very strict Christian household. Now for kids who were born to pastor parents, because I'm a pastor's kid. Both my folks were pastors when I was born. And any anyone who's ever been a pastor's kid will tell anyone who's a pastor's kid will tell you we are forced to be very performative from a very early age to impress outsiders. So we had to do stuff in church. We had to serve in church, join the choir, play an instrument, you know, drama, whatever the fuck it was. It wasn't exactly compulsory, but it sure felt like it. And it was a bad look if others did it and, I, and we didn't. I enjoyed it, no doubt, but it got very, very mechanical and performative with time. And more so, the spotlight gets frustrating and exhausting because you're constantly being watched. And why is that? You are seen as an extension of your parents' reputation. So, as I got older, I got curious and took a step back. started to ask questions long story short i get all the rest i need on sunday mornings now yep but the thing is every week i promise myself i'll go to church on sunday maybe this sunday i'll go to church but some shit always pops off during the week that makes me change my mind by sunday morning Sometimes even on Sunday morning, on my way to church, right, I'm, right as I'm about to leave the fucking house, I see or hear some shit that makes me go, fuck. Oh, fuck. Paula White. I was praying for angels from Africa. I was like, okay, Paula. But our angels are busy curing disease and hunger right now. I mean, you're a fine piece of white ass but you need to chill okay can we get back to you i mean i would love for our angels to read your election results but they are a little preoccupied right now you see african leaders have been praying for development for years so as you can appreciate being an angel in africa is a very difficult job because in africa we vote for leaders, but angels do the work. <laughs> another, another example of some shit that typically pops off whenever I'm trying so hard to make it back to church. 
and some shit like this. Kenneth Copeland. I blow the wind of God. Okay. You see, while Pfizer and AstraZeneca and, you know, all the big pharma companies in the world were working hard on a vaccine, Brother Kenneth, Brother Copeland had already found the cure for COVID. The wind of God. He's the same guy that denigrated commercial flyers. He was asked, why do you choose to fly private jets? To which he said, he doesn't fly commercial because you're in a tube filled with demons. So, brothers and sisters, as you can see, it is always some shit. Because I promise I want to go to church. I promise. I have continued to give church going a shot. I did until recently. I heard some shit. I heard some shit. Listen to this. Give me a second to pull this up from my phone. Pull this up from my phone. Oh, here we go. Here we go. In COVID, I bought a jet. Mm. In COVID. Mm. The third, I have three. The third one. Mm. In COVID. Three jets. Mm. I was praying for COVID not to end. Wow. 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 Why people were complaining? I was. My wife asked me, say, can life be this sweet? Mm. Am I talking to somebody here? You are, you are. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. No Mm. I read on on the net, was it yesterday? Somebody sent it to me. There's a rumor going around that I have a machine that prints money. I mm. like that rumor. Mm. That's it. That's it. I have a machine that prints Since money. investigated, he has a machine that prints money. I said, they say, somebody says it's true. I said, it's true. Huh? It's risky. I said, I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know it's risky. I already bought the machine. When you speak in tongues, you are printing money. Whoa. Boss, my head. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Are you not entertained? Woo! The voice you have just heard belongs to a man or a man of God called Apostle Johnson Suleiman. Your pastor has a Muslim name. It might be time to reconsider your membership in his vineyard. He's not even convinced he wants to be Christian yet. So why the fuck are you there? Have you ever seen a Muslim with a Christian last name? You know, Muslims convert to Christianity and keep their names. Christians convert to Islam. And the Imam says, no fucking way. <laughs> You're not bringing that shit in here. Get a Muslim name. But that's by the way. Let's break down some numbers. Let's break down some numbers. Let's do math. Like I said, if English doesn't make sense, throw some math in there. There were 167 million COVID infections worldwide. 167 million and counting because this pandemic is still very much with us. 3.5 million deaths worldwide. 
let's bring it closer to home. 166,000 infections in Nigeria. 2,067 fatalities on record, on record, on record, on record, on record. Now, if 2,067 people have to die just so you can get your jet, because you heard him, he was praying for COVID not to end. So, all I'm saying is, if 2,067 people have to die so you can get your jet, then pastor get your jet i mean i know some pastors will ask for money at least (laughs) you know bullshit their way finesse their way into your wallet but no not apostle johnson suleiman his jet is worth the lives of 2067 nigerians glory to god brothers and sisters glory to god people lost their lives people lost their jobs they lost their loved ones they lost a family this isn't a situation anyone wanted to hang around any longer than it should have but mm, these jets won't buy themselves what happens when he needs a new jet though how does that go does he go lord we await a pandemic a new pandemic strike the earth with pestilence strike us with vengeance for i needeth a jet that'll be real awkward because god is going to be like bro you can just ask me for money (laughs) we don't need to kill people to give you a jet you know but hey some pastors pray for the sick some pastors pray for jets. Yeah. Some pastors lay their hands on the sick. Some other pastors lay their hands on jets. Father, these are your servants. So, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, does, does that explain why young people around the world are becoming less religious? Did that convince you? Oh boy. Let's leave that where it is and move on. I read an interesting story this week. It was heartbreaking and funny at the same time. I saw the tweet first. Let me open the tweet and read that. Now, listen to this wildness this ridiculousness listen to this shit three weeks after his wedding rapper mc kevin set up threesome with mistress but when his wife showed up at the hotel looking for him he tried to escape by jumping off the balcony but ended up killing himself it also says his mistress and his wife we're fighting right beside his dead body. Let me break down the story. So, Brazilian singer MC Kevin fell to his death from a Rio de Janeiro hotel balcony on Sunday after allegedly trying to hide from his wife following a threesome with a model. 
Bianca Dominguez reportedly told police she met the 23-year-old artist whose real name was Kevin Nascimento Bueno and his friend Victor, Victor Fontanelli and the trio had a sex and alcohol-fueled evening. Mr. Bueno had, had only been married to his wife, Diolaine, or Diolaine Bezzera, a criminal lawyer, for two weeks. A criminal lawyer. This nigga married a criminal lawyer and cheated on her. Oh, God rest his soul. The information obtained by DailyMail.com said Mr. Fontanelli asked Miss Dominguez if she would have paid sex with Mr. Bueno, but that it would have to be a secret from his wife. Duh, obviously. Did they even have to put that there? Anyways, Miss Dominguez told investigators that she heard Mr. Bueno say that he was going to give her a quote-unquote little gift and followed the two men into room 502 at the Barabrisa Hotel. There's a picture of bad boy Kevin. Right here in the article. Good-looking chap. Good-looking chap. Anyways, back to the story. Ms. Dominguez said that initially she refused to have sex with Mr. Fontanelli, but decided she will charge them 1,000 Brazilian riads each, which she requested was, check this out, transferred into her bank account once the act was done. Fucking idiots. Yo, I am not a married man who solicits sex from sex workers, but I hear cash transactions are the most preferred way to do it. Because you don't want to leave receipts and paper trails. Again, I am speaking vicariously. It's not something I have ever done or would advise anyone to do. But back to the story. The 26-year-old model said she had sex with Mr. Fontanelli first. Mr. Bueno's friend, Jonatas da Cruz, who was also staying at the hotel, told police he went to the room to give Mr. Fontanelli a condom. However, when he arrived, Mr. Fontanelli was already having sex with Miss Dominguez, so he left, but then returned to the room later and expressed an interest in also sleeping with her. You fucking honey bastard. Jonatas da Cruz. <laughs> I don't blame him, though. Anyways, after he was rejected, oops, yikes. Mr. De Cruz told police he went to the bathroom, slammed the door shut, and hid behind the curtain. Ms. Dominguez said she told Mr. Bueno she wouldn't continue while Mr. De Cruz was there. Mr. Bueno kicked Mr. De Cruz out of the room. Yep, I'll do the same thing too. <laughs> Who then went down to the kiosk? Who then went down to the kiosk area where he was told by the singer security guard that his wife meets his wife Miss Bezzera. The Kevin's wife, that's Kevin's wife, Miss Bezzera, who was also staying at the hotel, was looking for her husband. Mr. Fontanelli was also sent a WhatsApp message by the security guard and told Mr. Bueno that they had to leave the room so that, so that he didn't get found out by his wife. They decided to continue having sex. That's interesting. Mr. Fontanelli told police that when they were finished, he went to clean himself up and then spotted Mr. Bueno dangling from the balcony as he held onto the rail in an attempt to lower himself. As he held onto the rail in an attempt to lower himself onto the balcony below, 
It was then that he fell to his death. Mr. Mingus screamed for someone to call an ambulance while Mr. Fontanelli ran down to check on Mr. Bueno. Mr. Mingus was ordered to leave the hotel by Mr. Bueno's security guard and told to go back to her hotel. Mr. Bueno was rushed to Miguel. I'm sorry to my Brazilian listeners if I have to murder these names. Miguel Couto Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Oh boy. I have an interesting take on this unfortunate turn of events. So the story says Kevin and his wife were at the same hotel. I have a question. Why would you cheat on your wife in the same hotel where you're both lodged? Isn't that just fucking stupid? But, there's always a but, but maybe she wasn't exactly there when it happened. Walk with me here. This is my theory. Just listen to me. Oh, Kevin, honey, I'm so bored. I want to go to the beach. What the fuck is it, woman? See, she probably want to do some dumb shit like, "Oh, Kevin, I want to smell the sun. I want to taste the sun." I don't know what the fuck they say. Never makes sense. Kevin's like, "Oh, baby, if you want to go to the beach, you can go to the beach." As a matter of fact, here's my debit card. Spend my money. Take all the time you need at the beach. You know, you can come back much later. Oh, Kevin, you're so thoughtful. I love you, baby. I love you too, honey. And off she goes to the beach. Problem solved. Fast forward to her untimely return from the beach. Because I'm thinking she did not return to the hotel on accident. It was deliberate. And I credit that to something called a woman's instinct. She was probably lounging on a beach here and enjoying a mojito when it occurred to her. Damn. I have this weird feeling this nigga is about to cheat. And yes, niggas, women do have that hunch. It's the same way they have eyes at the back of their head that catch you staring at her ass every time they walk by. Personally, I do not care. I don't give a shit. I still look. What you gonna do about it anyway? That's the same way they have a chip inside their brain that goes off when their man when their man starts cheating. So, she wrapped her business at the beach up. Got her towel, got her things, got dressed, and got the fuck out of the planned distraction her husband had set up for her. (laughs) And she scurries back to the hotel to find out he's not even in the room. That is clue number one. So, she starts digging. Again, remember, she's a criminal lawyer. She digs for clues at her job. She's paid to be curious. What's the first place she goes to? The front desk. Now, depending on who was at the desk 
man or woman the response would the response would have been different now a guy would never snitch it's just bro code it is our duty as men i'm sorry ladies i am sorry hi i'm looking for my husband kevin i can't seem to find him in our room oh i'm sorry madam but i've never heard the name kevin in my entire life mc kevin the rapper are you serious right now madam do you mean rap as in hip-hop yes rap as in hip-hop ma'am this is brazil we listen to salsa here not hip-hop but if she asked a woman it would have been different it wouldn't even be a conversation like she your husband say less let's see so about 12 noon he called to request for an empty room so he could make a reservation noon hmm that's suspicious i was at the beach at noon and why would he need an extra room well if you let me finish i'm sorry please go ahead thank you and at 12:30 he called the desk from room 502 to request for condoms i'm sorry did you just say he called to request for wakanda wakanda mom i said he called to request for condoms condoms now madame batsera or barrister batsera knows damn well she heard condoms but she just wants to be sure she heard condoms but back to the lady at the desk anyways at 1 p.m a light-skinned pretty bitch with a fat ass a fat ass walked in here and asked to see the guest in it's like hold up let me guess room 502 yes madam talk about clues that was clue two three four and five it was at this point that barrister Batzera decided that she had heard enough. This is also the point where I imagine the security guard spotted the wife at the front desk and quickly sent word upstairs to the room. Long story short, Kevin hit the ledge. But the question still remains, why did Kevin, MC Kevin, DJ Kevy Kev, Adulterous K, Fuckboy Kev, Neymar's homeboy. Yeah, apparently, Kevin was a friend of Neymar. So, why did Neymar's homeboy jump? Y'all, 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 when I tell you I was doing some research, boy, what did I find out? Did you guys know that there are situational factors in Brazil that impact alimony and spousal support? Let me read them out. Number one is the length of the marriage. Well, we have a three-week-old marriage here. So, if we're going by that factor solely, there wouldn't, there wouldn't, there wouldn't exactly be much to pay in alimony. Because it was a short-lived marriage. Number two is the quality of the relationship. Well, there is a lot that can be said about that. This nigga couldn't even wait a month to be married. Three weeks into his union. And he was smashing outside chicks. <laughs> the health of the parties, the age of the parties, the financial situation of the parties. That isn't clear from the article. You know, from the news article I was reading. 
investments made by the parties in America. That's not clear. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Behavioral factors that may include, check this out, adultery or abuse. Let's go back to our story. By the way, this isn't legal advice. I'm talking out of my ass here. I don't take any of this seriously. But the point I'm making is, it was at this point that Kevin said, no. If I am caught in the act of adultery, I will be on the hook for a shit ton of money. So no, they won't get me alive. You see, Kevin was smart. He knew what was coming. Well, he, he, he got smart way too late, but then he was smart. He knew what was coming. So my boy, MC Kevin, DJ Kevy Kev, Adultros K, Fuck Boy Kev, Neymar's homeboy, my nigga Kevin took the easy way out, but not before making some considerations. Because I imagine he must have thought about some reasons to leave. Like, do I really have to jump? Let me think about all the reasons I have to leave. Well, number one, I'm friends with Neymar. But then he was like, fuck it. That nigga is in Paris anyways. I hardly ever see him. And then he was like, I have a rap career. Oh, fuck that shit too. This is Brazil. We listen to salsa here. Then he was like, I have money. Oh, fuck. I don't have money. This bitch is about to take half. That was it. Kevin jumped, met his untimely death. What was interesting for me was what his wife had to say after his passing. Madame Batsera posted a wedding, a picture from her wedding to Kevin on, on her Instagram story with the following caption, with the following caption. You are and will always be the love of my life. The most beautiful love I had. The man who loved and admired me the most. Go with God, my boy. I will always love you. I don't know about you guys, man. But that sounded like a whole lot of bullshit to me. Nobody who found out their man was cheating on them leaves crap like that and means it. My interpretation is this. You bitch nigga. You fucking bitch nigga. You took the easy route out. You should have waited to fight me in court like a man. But you bitch. You jumped. That's all I got from that man. Rest well Kevin. Rest well. I hope the punani was worth it. I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth it. Oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. That wraps up this episode. I hope I have been able to provide some entertainment value to you. I also hope you will be back for more installments of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. 
enjoy your week enjoy your weekends enjoy your week enjoy your weekend stay healthy see you next time bye bye